Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you today? Good. So what are we talking about today? Well, we got a special request from quite a few people that wanted us to do a podcast on infidelity. Wow, that's an interesting or tough subject to kind of tackle. Absolutely. So I want to come at it from a different perspective, right? From a perspective of self-improvement, because that's what we're about, right? So uh, I don't think we're going to, we're going to touch on the basics of infidelity, because I, I think most people want to hear that, I guess. I think we're just going to stay away from the blame game, because that doesn't help anybody improve. Exactly. A lot of it is, the blame game is like what you said, right? It, it, it's either blaming the other person or blaming yourself. But uh, I think we, we want to try to tackle it from a different perspective. Yeah, because, uh, you know, blaming yourself or blaming somebody else doesn't help. It doesn't get to the bottom of why that was. And there are so many reasons why infidelity happens that go beyond what people typically think. So we, we're going to ask everyone to be very open-minded with a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in terms of infidelity. We also, we're going to be making a lot of generalizations dependent on, I guess, gender and personality. And again, this is just just generalizations. It doesn't mean that all men are one way or all women are one way. Because we as individuals fall into all gender roles, we'll use that again. Yeah, we're just trying to speak from it from a position that we can, that we have experience with, while also taking into account what we typically hear, but also knowing that it's interchangeable and that not one side fits all on on both aspects. So Exactly. So let's first, I guess we want to start by kind of saying, what is infidelity, right? We want to kind of define it a little bit. Yeah. And and I want people, I think when I think of, of infidelity and when I think about it, it's just being unfaithful or not upfront to your partner in a way that could be emotional or psychological, you know, digital, online, porn, sexual. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can look at it. I think it's just not being upfront with your partner and being dishonest in ways and not authentic with, you know, yourself and them. Yeah, I guess you absolutely can categorize it that way because I guess what we want to do is say that, you know, infidelity doesn't encompasses a lot of different things. I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Yes, it's not just sex. And I think that's the first thing people, when they think infidelity, they're like, who had sex with who? It's like, no, there's more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can be unfaithful to your partner in in a myriad of different ways, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you could be dishonest with your partner entering the relationship, you know, and not having your true needs, you know, discussed and things like that. So I think that this is where this podcast is going to be interesting because we're going to be looking at it from ways to improve ourselves. So I kind of want to talk about where does infidelity start? Like, where do you go from, you know, point A to to actually being unfaithful in the relationship? And the first thing that I think of is just a level of dishonesty. But where would you think that it comes from? Wow, dishonesty. Yeah, I guess you could you could say that. You can be dishonest with your spouse about what your needs are. You can be dishonest with yourself about what your needs are. You know, and that kind of doubles back to what I was saying, um, you know, how we're going to tackle this a little bit. So if we rewind back to like our previous podcast about healthy relationships, right? So healthy relationships start with good communication, being able to communicate to each other your, you know, your needs. And that means, you know, communicating your sexual needs as well as your emotional needs. And infidelity, again, as we just said, right, can be 
sexual, but it also can be emotional infidelity, right? So when you're sharing things uh, with other people that you should be sharing with your partner, that could be viewed as an, uh, as infidelity. And also, so communication is is huge, but also understanding what different boundaries you have with your partner. Because again, every relationship is different. You know, we can't put relationships in a box, right? So there are a lot of different relationships. There's, you know, there are open relationships, right? Where couples agree to see other people and be sexual with other people, but emotionally they want to be, you know, in a relationship that is monogamous emotionally, even though sexually they might have other, you know, other interests, other people involved. So again, when we're talking about infidelity, we want to first make the clear understanding that communication within a relationship has to be established. And then it's that breaking of that, the trust or the, the boundaries that have been set up within the relationship that, defines what infidelity will be in that particular relationship. Right. And that was kind of what I was talking about, you know, investing time and effort into someone else that you're not giving your spouse. So if you are every day having lunch with someone that you start to emotionally connect with, you're spending time with them and you're sharing intimate secrets with them. And then, you know, you're going home and you barely have any time to spend with your spouse. And, you know, it's just like you're investing emotional time in, in, into someone else and, and that's hurtful and that can feel like, you know, a level of betrayal. And, you know, it, you have to look at it that maybe you didn't express your needs to your your significant other that like, hey, I, I enjoy having those conversations too or hey, I, I need that level of emotional, psychological engagement and you're not giving that to me, you're giving it to someone else. And, you know, even looking at yourself and questioning whether you are engaging for your partner, you know, is your partner having these conversations with somebody else because it's more engaging with them? Like, are you failing to try to, you know, talk about things that they enjoy too? Like it just, there's, it can go both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it starts with, again, like that, like you said, the communication and understanding what your partner's needs are. And, and again, being able to be open and upfront with your partner about what you know, those needs are, whether they be sexual or emotional or et cetera. Right. And the other thing is, is when it comes down to, to, the, to the sex, too, as well, like you said, some people aren't monogamous. Some people some people even say it from get like they go into relationships and you think that you can change the other person. They're like, no, I've pretty much told you, like, I, I don't want to commit to anybody. That's just not how I am. And other times it's because maybe there was a breakdown where you use sex as punishment towards your spouse. Like you're mad at them. So you're not going to put out or you're not going to be intimate with them because you're upset. And, you know, we have needs, you know, and I'm not saying it's, it's okay. And I'm not saying you have a right to go out there philandering and, you know, doing everything, but why, what is it that's going on? And this is where the self-improvement piece comes from, from the infidelities asking yourself, like, did I, or how did I contribute to the breakdown in the communication? Because I think all infidelity stems around a lack of communication of needs. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. And that's that's kind of what we wanted to talk about, right? Key in on is that, again, if you're not expressing your needs to your partner by communicating it effectively, then, you know, you can't expect them to to be able to understand that. And again, and just to what you say, some there are individuals that cannot be in a monogamous relationship. Maybe that has to do with maturity. Maybe that just has to do with, well, I don't know, whatever the, the reason may be. Attachment issues. Atta- you know, exactly. It might be that this person has a history of trauma, so they just, you know, 
physically connect to get a little bit of affection, but they don't have to emotionally give themselves to somebody and find themselves hurt. And so that's, there's reasons why people are like that. It doesn't make it right or that they could be missing out on having an amazingly wonderful attachment to someone, but they just can't because of their trauma. And so that's how they engage, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there is the, you know, some people, it's the thrill of, of the, the act you know, there's a lot of different reasons why people would sexually be sexually unfaithful. So, you know, so we're not going to we're not going to key in on that particular aspect of it, because, again, we're all animals. And, you know, there are these animal instincts sometimes that that dictate our responses. But understanding what your needs are as an individual and being able to communicate those effectively to your partner is important And the same thing. You know, again, because you might be in a relationship where, you know, it's okay to be, you know, to, to be either emotionally or sexually involved with someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but it just if, needs to be established. Ex- exactly. That's the point. Because if you are, uh, if you're a person that, that monogamy or sexual monogamy, emotional monogamy is important, right? You know, make sure that you're finding someone that, va- that shares that same value as you because that's going to establish a good relationship exactly it's no different than wanting kids and then dating someone who clearly says they don't want fucking kids and then a year later you're like why aren't we having kids it's like uh i told you i didn't want kids you can't change someone's thought process on that that's why it's really important that you from get establish what you expect you know i think this is a good little segue into reasons why women may be unfaithful. And I can speak to this for myself and what, you know, I've spoken with a lot of women. I have a lot of practice in the field and stuff. And one of the biggest things is that they feel, and and this is crazy, but they feel unheard, lack of, you know, emotional response. And that's typically how it starts. And again, I'm going to generalize here. With women, it's usually not sex first. On the larger percentages of some women that, you know, hey, they're just going to get it in. That's how, how it is. But for the most part, with most of the women that I've interacted with, it always started off with an emotional connection to someone. They met someone at work, someone at the gym, someone that found them interesting and attractive, someone that made eye contact with them, someone that made them feel special and important. And then it kind of developed from there and and had become sexual. Whereas I've spoken to some women where, you know, it's they got drunk or they went out. It was an opportunity and it kind of happened and they didn't emotionally connect. So, you know, for women... There are so many different reasons. and But at the bottom line is we need to take responsibility and start looking at it from a self-improvement aspect. Like, why did I do that? If you're not expressing yourself to your spouse and saying, hey, I need eye contact or this is what I need or I need to cuddle after we're intimate or I need this or I need that and they're not giving it to you, you know, that's where you can improve in the relationship is being more communicable about what it is that you need. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and in no way are we saying that we're giving any license for anyone to say, oh, no. I, I cheated because of this, because that's, you know, let's let's be honest, Inf- infidelity and cheating in any sense of the word is wrong. You know, um, you should not be inf- unfaithful. That just denotes a level of immaturity that you cannot communicate yeah. what your needs are. So in, in no way should should anyone again for our listeners uh you know, if you are in a relationship where you feel or you find yourself that you can't have this discussion or you can't relay your feelings or your needs are being met, then, you know, I advise you to go find, you know, either counseling or some third party to discuss um, those issues 
or you know worst case you know i don't know i don't know if it's worst case scenario but you know end the relationship before you go out and and seek another relationship this is what i was exactly going to say if you're finding yourself like bored in the relationship or unheard or you're not being sexually satisfied or whatever and you've gone to your partner and you've talked about these things and you've tried to work things out there's no need to cheat there's no need for infidelity this relationship isn't working you end the relationship you work on fixing yourself you move on and you find a new partner if that's what you're looking for cheating and infidelity come when there is an a breakdown in communication you're not being authentic with your own feelings you you may be running from what you need to fix sometimes cheating and infidelities it's a lot easier just to go you know, I'll just cheat and get my needs met here because it's a lot easier than having to work something out with Sally over here who's always constantly in pain in my ass. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that cheating and infidelity are completely unnecessary. You can still get your needs met, but by doing it right, ending this relationship so that it's not, you're not breaking somebody else, you realize this isn't working and I need to move on from that. I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm not, it's easier said than done, but it's, it's a lot harder to clean up the mess after infidelity than it is to have to just work on what you need to work on or make the decision whether you're going to, you know, continue to try. That's exactly right. Also, what you want to do is if you're a well, individual, again, male or female, that find themselves continuously in relationships where they have a partner that's being unfaithful to them. Why? Exactly. You have to ask yourself why. What? It, why am I attracting or attracted to people that obviously are not don't want to be in a monogamous uh, relationship with me and you have to start to analyze and dissect that for what it is we repeat what we don't repair okay so if we grow up this could be another reason if we grow up in a home where one of our parents is constantly cheating on the other parent and you're aware of that sometimes we recreate these exact scenarios in our relationship as adults because we want to try to subconsciously fix it so if you're a woman or you're a male and you're like, why am I constantly with somebody who's freaking cheating on me all the time if they're not having sex with this person or talking to this person? What is it? And I'm not saying that something is wrong with you, but why, like you said, why are you attracting that? Are you subconsciously seeking out people that have the same traits that you saw in the cheater parent that lived in your house? Are you? Do you have poor boundaries and you're not making your needs met or expressing your needs? Are you meeting people on one night stands, which is clearly just the one? I mean... I'm I'm not like joking here. I'm just I'm seriously saying like why does this keep happening? Yeah, because absolutely. not everybody in this world's a cheater. So if you're ending yeah. up with all the cheaters, why is that? Exactly. Well, you know, and it, it's it's like it, it's like you said, right? You have to oh, and analyze where you you met this person, you know, cuz right. if if you met the guy or girl from uh, on Tinder and she was just looking for a hookup, then you know you really have to assess. Or, you know, am I am I ready for a serious relationship? Is the person that I'm choosing ready for a serious relationship? Right. Um, so understand where you are in the in the stage of life, right, and make the appropriate adjustments for that particular relationship at that time. Exactly, I definitely agree with that. So on that note, let's we we talked a little bit about like infidelity before it happens, right? So what happens after it happens? I think that's the next segment. Yeah, like what am here, I right? supposed to do with this? Exactly. So we'll talk about that portion of it. So let's say infidelity has happened, right? So what do you do from there? We're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll, go, we'll jump right into it. We want to take a moment to thank our listeners for all their continued support. If you like the show, 
please consider supporting us via Venmo at QAskCourtney. That's the letter Q, Ask Courtney. Any amount is appreciated and will help us to be here with you on your self-improvement journey. You can also reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-H-A-N-Y media.com. Thank you. Now back to our podcast. Okay, so now it's like we need to talk about the infidelity has happened. The cheating's happened. Now what? Okay, well, you got a decision to make. Are you going to work through it as a couple or are you going to let go and move on? I mean, I think that that's the first question. Like, do you want to still be with this person? Yeah, ultimately, the decision is up to you, right? Whether you're going to work through it or you're going to end it. Okay, so now that it's happened, like, what do we go from here, right? So if you if you decide to work things out, so what does that look like? Well, first of all, I think the first thing that we need to do is you got to accept it happened, right? And, and then you need to look at the breakdown. What specifically happened? Because when emotions are involved, we're going to blow things out of proportion. Was it like a one-time thing? I'm not saying, you know, but like, was it a one-time thing? Was it truly just a, a mistake in judgment? Had there been a breakdown for a long time? You need to assess the relationship was this an ongoing thing that's been happening for a really long time and they've actually developed a relationship with this person i think acceptance of what happened is going to be huge and then understanding the why once you get the why it happened then you should be able to assess like is this per- person and the relationship we have worth the effort to put into repairing the why so that we can move forward and that doesn't happen again Knowing the why, I think, is going to be huge. Yeah, but that's that gets tricky, right? Because sometimes there isn't a why, right? Sometimes there I is... I just did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes you're, again, like going back to what we were talking about, right? Maybe you're with someone that just, just can't be in a, a serious relationship. They're not ready to be in a... You know, emotionally, mentally, you know, they're not a committed person. Then I guess you have the choice. Do I want to stay with this person and, you know, get be- well, bits I guess and pieces my- of them or am I in the wrong relationship? Yeah, but I guess there's, there, therein lies my point, right? Because we don't, what we don't want to get is too muddled in the why because sometimes there isn't a, a specific reason, you know? And like we as humans, we, we tend to get wrapped up in that, in the, you know, if the why doesn't fit your narrative, the way you would like it to fit your narrative, then we get stuck. And that we see that happen time and time yeah. again, right? So again, it's, it you know, and I, and I harken back to situations where people will be like, oh, I did everything right. I was- I was a doting husband or wife. I waited on a man and foot. House was clean. I never said no to anything. Exactly. I, I'm not over, I I'm not wrong? overweight or yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty or whatever the case yeah. may be. You get wrapped up in, okay, all these- superficial things and sometimes again it has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with that other person just either not wanting you or being wanting a monogamous relationship with you or they're just not ready for a monogamous relationship at all right you know so it's important to to understand not get too wrapped up in the why i guess it's to understand your partner and what type of person they are so if this is something that they've done quite a few times they're probably not ready for commitment and it's okay to be like, this isn't going to work for me because this isn't the type of relationship that I want. And if that's the type of relationship that you want, I can't do that. You know, so really the first step, if you're going to stay together is clearly establishing what the expectations are on both ends, the relationship. 
and that's the lesson, right? And that's where I, 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 I rather where people improvement comes exactly. From. I rather people key in on that than than trying to wrap their heads around a why. You know, because realistically, like I said, you and I've seen this happen as well, right? Where you have a guy that's just you know a serial cheater, right? That just you know goes from girl to girl, doesn't have a a, a, a set relationship. They've had relationships and. Again, I'm just using guys as in general. This can happen with women as well. You know, the jaded girlfriend be like, oh, he's going to cheat on everybody that he's with. But then he finds someone and then he becomes monogamous with that one person. And then you 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 start to look at you like, why wasn't he, why couldn't he been, you know, faithful to me, but he's faithful to that person. So again, it's just you weren't the right person for ex- them. Exactly. You need to. And that sucks. I'm not saying that like that doesn't blow. Like, you know, you see someone that you loved, you did everything right. You were the sexy laundry whatever you did everything and you're like what does that girl have that i don't instead of focusing on what that girl has that you don't start focusing on that that man didn't have what you needed either and it's okay to move on like no harm no foul it is what it is because at the end of the day instead of looking at what she has that you don't start looking at all the great things that you have that he didn't see in you because that doesn't mean that you weren't amazing it just means that what you had wasn't what he was looking for but that doesn't mean that somebody else won't worship the ground you work walk on either i think we kind of look at things like that you know it's the same thing when you come out of we talk about narcissistic relationships and the person finding the next it's called fuel like you know it bothers them to see this person with somebody else how come they're happy with them and doing all these things with them like that's a blessing in disguise like move on they their true colors have shown let them be with somebody else move on and and, and focus with yourself there's nothing innately wrong with with you it's that person just wasn't willing to commit to you because you just didn't have what they need. Didn't mean that what you had to offer wasn't amazing. It just wasn't what they wanted. That's it, period. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You, you, that's it. That's it in a nutshell, right? And on a side note here is- I've actually, um, um, I've, I, I've, when my younger years, I've been cheated on and it was just like, whatever. Like, you know, it is what it is. I probably was young and stupid and acted like an idiot and didn't have anything to, you know, it's like- it You're is, self-deprecating now. No, I'm again, it's just like you're taking on the responsibility of what someone else did, right? Nothing to do with you. It had to do with the person that you chose to be with, you know? But and- I think I think that this is where the infidelity conversation is so uncomfortable because when there when this happens in a relationship or if it happens because it doesn't happen in all relationships, it's just it's the blame it's the blame game, it's the you did this and you did that, and it's like you really just have to look at what happened. I mean, this whole section that we're talking about is, you know, making the decision about whether you're going to stay or whether you're going to leave really all comes down to moving forward what you expect and whether that person is willing to give that to you or if they have it in them. Because sometimes you you do care about somebody and sometimes you do want, it's not like you don't want to lose them, but sometimes you just don't have it in you to give that person everything that they want. And sometimes you just have to let someone go. You know, it's tough and it's hard because you might say, you know, I, I really love this person. and I really want to commit to you. Like, I really enjoy my time with you and everything. But like, I'm not sure that I want to like say goodbye to all these girls or say goodbye to all these guys over here. Like, I'm not I'm not sure that you're the one that I'm going to, you know, say bye to. I mean, you're great. You're amazing. And they live in this conflict. And if they're at that point, then it's up to you to say that I'm not the right one for you anymore. And let them go. Exactly. Let them go. And, it, and it's OK. And we're, we're just saying that for you know certain people because again you might be in a relationship where or you might be the person that can't be you can't be faithful for whatever reason you know let's just say sexually right yeah because it's the easier one to, to to tackle right so let's say sexually 
you just want to be with other people, right? And again, if that's the way you feel about it, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, just be upfront with your partner and say, look, this is who I am. You either accept me for who I am or don't accept me. And that's, and that's, and that's perfectly, okay. and that's cool. perfectly fine. And then you, you have to be able to say, you know, as you have to value yourself, you know, and that's something that you just kind of, you know, went over the edge on. You have to, it's not about you. You know, it's about that other person and you have to love yourself enough to understand what your needs are and that your needs have value and and should be met by this other person in the same way, you know, and and it's vice versa. If you're okay with your partner going out and being intimate with everybody else and you're like, hey, if you can, I can, but we can just emotionally just only commit, like, we love one another, but like if you're gonna go out, I'm gonna go have my side too. Like if if they're okay with that, then pff, so be it. That's cool too. That's fine, but it has to be agreed upon. Exactly, period. exactly. And and you have to be able to value your your needs, you know, above the other person because that's this is what happens, right? You when you don't value your own needs over the other person, then again, you know, you just want. You don't want to accept someone that says to you, "Okay, well, I want to be with other people," and you say, "Okay, well, that's that's fine with with you to be with other people." You know what I'm saying? And you're accepting that because you just want that person, right? You have to understand that, understand what you want out of a relationship, and say, "These are the things that I need out of my, out of my relationship." And if monogamy, sexual monogamy, is one of those needs. Make sure that you find a person that has that same value as you and can understand, okay, I can give you that. You know, that's what not if, a problem. What if you like when you first met that that's like what they wanted though? Like what if someone says, well, I was with someone, we've been together five years and like we totally believed in this and now all of a sudden they they don't want that anymore. It's like, well, they don't want that anymore. So then, then that's where a decision comes into play. Like, it doesn't mean that the relationship was built on lies. It doesn't mean that that's not how the relationship started out. It just means that this is now how the relationship is changing. And if you, that's something that you don't want, it's okay to be like, look, like, I love you and everything, but I know myself and no. Or I love you and everything, but I'm worried about like STD, whatever it is. Like, I, I just don't want to go there. Then you have to make that decision too, because some things don't end the way they start. Yeah, absolutely. And this goes for no, not just um sexual infidelity but emotional, emotional infidelity yeah. that's a bigger issue right because that's because the communication is part of that right communication and, and the honor and respect that you have for that other person is important right because like we said in the in the healthy relationship podcast right it's all about being able to express yourself to that person accept that person for who they are and then vice versa so, you know, un- there's the unfortunate part that sometimes you grow apart from some 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 people. You can grow together and then sometimes you grow apart and that's there's nothing that's okay. It's okay for that to happen as well as long as both people are fulfilled in the decision that's that's yeah. happened. And we're not saying that any of this, you know, is easy. Like if you and I grew apart, that would be tough, but we would have to just deal with with it. Like it is what it is, you know what I mean? I think what's really important kind of, you know, wrapping things up here is whether you stay together to work through it or you end it is that it has to be in the past. So if you're going to stay together, you can't save it as ammo to throw it in the other person's face. Like if it's done, it's done. If you've made the decision that like, you know, we've gone back and forth and I just, we just can't, you still need to forgive. You still need to let go. You can't allow what happened in that relationship define you, that something was wrong with you. And 
you just wish the other person well. That's it. I mean, letting go. I mean, we look at infidelity and cheating as like this horrible, awful thing. And it does. It's horrible and it's awful and it sucks. But it doesn't define you. It doesn't mean that you're unworthy of having a faithful person or you're unworthy of someone that wants to be monogamous with you. It just means that that person didn't see your value or didn't feel that it was valuable enough for them to sacrifice parts of their life that they're still engaging in. But it does not mean it's an indicator of your worth. And I think that that's what you need to take away from this. And that's where the self-improvement piece can come. If you've been cheated on or if there's been some form of infidelity in your relationship and it's ended or it's continuing, how can you improve yourself and work on yourself and not allow what happened to dictate and define who you are? And how can you do a better job at expressing yourself and having your needs met? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and confidence, I think, is key. Um, You know, when you're dealing with your insecurities or, you know, the insecurity of the relationship, it's important to, uh, again, find that that confidence within yourself. That's going to be a big determining factor is how another person views you. So it's important to, again, find that inner confidence and it's important for you to be confident in yourself because that's, honestly, that's that's true sexiness is, is that, right? The confidence that you have. Well, that's that what you, you find attractive. You do, though. I, I think every every man, uh, well, I think most people find that attractive in any individual because you, you see it all the time. You know, it doesn't matter what physically there's a well, lot of people. that's where you can people. see women say, like, I'm way better looking than her. Why is he with her? Because she rocks it and she's confident. In exactly. Because confidence is sexy. That is, the, you know, in terms of sexiness, that is the most the most attractive thing. You could be, you know, I don't know who, you, who most people find attractive these days, but. Um, Who do you find attractive? That's like a, I don't, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, didn't you like her? At one yeah, point? I like Kate. Yeah. Okay, like, so you yeah. could look like Kate Beckinsale, but be so insecure that it's like me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That you know, and I've said this to you before, right? It doesn't matter how beautiful a person is; someone's tired of being with them. You know what I'm saying? Or it, at, at the end of the day, you know, beauty fades with with age. So it's really, you know, if you're secure with yourself and what your needs are, then you'll then, be with the right person. Exactly. And that the right person will find you. So so I hope that you guys found this super helpful and that if you have been through this, that you have gained some new perspective. And if you haven't, that you go into your next relationship, establishing your boundaries and expressing your needs. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, if you have any other ideas for future podcasts, make sure to reach out. So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.